my gosh, welcome back to the Space Social Podcast. I have missed you all. It has been, I think it's been a month and I apologize. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I should have taken a much more official summer hiatus from the podcast. I know I've said in the earlier episodes we've had this summer that I also should have done that. It'll be more organized. I'm learning as I go. We have some announcements because it has been a minute since we've been here. So first off, if you have not gone and checked out my website, please go check it out. I did. That was my quarter two goal and it was it's completed. My quarter two goal was to redo my website because it was so overdue. It was so overdue and it looks incredible. And brand Maddie of Brand New Designs did it for me. And then Maddie, who's the copywriter we had on here at the beginning of the summer, did my copy for a few of the pages. So it, it looks so good. I'm so happy with it. I'm actually getting some new photos done at the beginning of September. And I'm so excited because I think I've talked on here that I've lost like 50 pounds in the last... 14 to 16 months, even a little more than that. And basically all my old photos, I don't even, I don't even know that person anymore and not even in a physical way, but in many other ways. And I am really excited to get some updated photos and update the podcast cover and as well as some of the website photos, like even that photo shoot that's on my website. I did that in March of this year and I think I've lost 30 pounds since that photo shoot. So yeah, I just don't even know who that is and I'm excited to update it. So the next thing is the Elevated Entrepreneur Collective is opening for membership. So basically it opens at the end of every single month. It's $197 a month. Your grandfather didn't whatever price you sign up in at. So I don't know when the last time I talked about the Elevated Entrepreneur Collective is, and I'll kind of scold myself a little bit later in the episode about it, but basically it is a community of business owners. So it's all female business owners. This is for, this is a perfect match for you. If you're in your first few years of business, if you're a solo solopreneur, have a small team. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, unclear about what you need to have be your business goals or your social media goals. This is for people who feel lonely in entrepreneurship. I know that it can be can be lonely. It can feel lonely. So this is for people who want that community. You want genuine connections with other women who just understand you and get it. Um, this is also for the person who wants to be able to show up as you are through the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. So we meet for four hours a week. So once a week we meet, I think we're switching to we're going to be meeting once a week. And we also have an incredible DM that I, that's my favorite part is we have a, we have an Instagram DM group DM. My gosh, I'm a social media manager. I couldn't even think of the word. And it's basically going all the time. And it's just an extremely supportive group of female entrepreneurs who want to be supportive or who are sharing things that are working for them. And it is a really awesome group. I'm obviously the social media coach. I share once a month. So this is the most cost-effective way to work with me. If you want to work with me, want to get my best tips and tricks, this is where it is. So besides obviously 
being uh, your social media manager. So this month in the Elevate Entrepreneur Collective, we are talking about managing expectations. And this felt like really great timing as I feel like many creators have discussing a dip in social media engagement this summer. So when I've even had clients who have felt like they've seen a dip, it it's just what happens. It ebbs and flows. When you're traveling and you're outside and you're more active in the summer, you're not on your phone as much. So I'd say that's one reason if you've seen your engagement dip. Um, also, school has officially started back here in Las Vegas. So I think that the routines that people have are going to start becoming more routine-y. <laughs> so, right, I think that's going to make engagement a little bit better. And I also think that, you know, last time we, oh my hell, last time we talked, we talked about Adam Mossery, who I was like, Adam Mossery doesn't give one little shit about what you think about Instagram. And then he was like, and then literally Kylie and Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian are like, posting on their Instagram and Instagram is like, okay, yeah, we're going to make some changes. So what that tells us is be a billionaire and your problems will be solved. Don't even worry about it. That's, that's it. That's it guys. (laughs) So, uh, with that said though, I think a lot of people are not sure how to navigate Instagram who have used that as their, it's been like their main source of generating their income. And I think a lot of people right now know that the number one way to reach people is through reels and that can affect other people's engagement. So if like literally every person's posting a reel, maybe your reel isn't getting pushed out as much. So with that, be really uh, conscious of the reels you're putting out. You know, sometimes you put out reels and you don't get as much engagement or as much views, um, be conscious of it. And also know that this happens to social media experts too. Literally this week I've posted four reels. They've all tanked and they're all up there. Go look at the numbers. They're not even, I don't even know if some of them went over a thousand, which is hysterical because the month before they were all like over 10,000, some over 30,000. So I am just being consistent, which is the exact advice I would give my clients if they were upset about this or having a hard time. Um, also the other thing I would say is go to your insights and see what reels and posts have performed well and recreate these pieces of content. So I have really started utilizing this strategy to make my content creation for my business, not for my clients as much and kind of for some of my clients though, who I've had for a really long time. Um, we're repurposing a lot of pieces of content. So if I have had a reel or a post do super well in the past, I will recreate it in some sort of way. And I've done the work already. I don't need to do it twice. Right. And I know that it does well and it's messages that I am wanting to talk about. So I would definitely try that. So like I said, go to your insights, see, you can, you can do, Sometimes I'll do reach. I'll check out comments and see if like something generated a lot of comments because, you know, I want people to leave comments, likes, you know, go, go check out the insights for all of your reels, recreate them. I think that that will be good. And like I said, stay consistent, stay consistent, stay consistent. I know it's hard if it's not doing well, but stay consistent. It'll pop back up. We can do it. These are the type of things that we talk about in the Elevated Entrepreneur Collective. So if that resonated with you, 
join. We are opening enrollment, like I said, at the end of this month. And I would love to have some people from my community come in. If you do join, you decide to join, DM me and, you know, we'll do a little strategy over DMs. I love doing that with people. Um, $197 a month, you can go to the link in my bio. I'll also put it in the show notes as well. Wow, wow, wow. So today we have a really exciting topic and this stemmed from posting a ask me anything question. I do that once a week. I think I've told you all that because I've told you all to do that. Um, so I asked, I was asked if I would ever not work with somebody and I said I would not work with somebody who talked poopy <laughs> about me in their DMs. And this is coming from personal experience. When I very, very first started my business, my I had a client who was not nice about me in her DMs. She was not satisfied with her experience, which I also want to preface this by saying I am all of my clients, past, present, and future, I love and hold no resentment towards. And this isn't me talking poorly about this person because I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm going to talk about the things I learned from this. I actually learned a lot of great things from this that I think are so helpful to increasing your customer service experience, your boundaries, um, setting expectations. So I am really excited to share this and just know that this isn't about that person and I wish them all well. The gist of this story is one of my clients, which I'm contractually obligated to see their DMs because I respond to them for them sometimes, or my VA, um, basically was messaging a friend that she was unsatisfied with her experience with me. There were a few things that were really hard about this, and I learned some incredible things from this. So first, the first thing I did wrong was I should not have been reading messages that late at night. It was literally 11 p.m. I shouldn't have been on my phone, but I thought it was just going to be a quick message. And you know what? I turned my phone off now 8 at 9 o'clock at night, so I can't see any messages like this. But it was very jolting because... (laughs) I went into like complete work mode at a time that I think it was a time of day that it's really not appropriate to be in work mode. It's 11 o'clock. I'm in marketing, right? Like, what are we doing? So that was the first thing. It helped me set a boundary that I don't need to be on my... The best thing I learned from this was to set expectations sooner and more clearly, as well as give my client a space to express their expectations throughout my services. So what that means is I now ask my clients about four to five questions. Sometimes I will kind of switch these based off of certain clients and like what our goals are and the things we're working together as. But I've noticed that as I've implemented this strategy, my clients have stayed with me longer because they know that I truly value their feedback And they know that I'm not going to be mean about it or take it in any other way than we're just pivoting a little bit to move their business forward and I'm all good with it. The thing I tell myself is I take my clients' feedback seriously, but not personally, right? I think we really connect sometimes our worth to how people feel about our work. And I know that my worth has nothing to do with the feedback, 
I know that I can become better at what I do professionally if I take this feedback into consideration. And a lot of the times I let it, I let the feedback, um, I apply it to every single client. You know, it's always a great learning experience. So those questions are along the lines of, I, I like to do some positive ones and a couple that allow for some constructive criticism. So when I first started doing this, I thought I only had to ask negative questions, which is so untrue because you need to give yourself way more credit. So I ask them, what do you enjoy that we're doing? And this way I know that they enjoy it and to keep it up because sometimes I experiment with things and I'll be like, okay, I've tried this for a second. I don't know if they like it. Maybe I'm going to try this for a little bit, but I like to know what they do like. I, I, I always like to ask, um, what would you like to see more of? What would you maybe like that we did less of? And then is there anything, and this is kind of worded uh, differently based on the client I'm asking is, is there anything you'd like to see change? And I also like to ask, uh, in this same email, I usually will say, here's the goals we've been working on. I'll follow up on the last email where I sent this and say, hey, these are the things you wanted to fix. These are the things you liked. Here's kind of an update on those as well, just so that they know that there is going to be consistent consistency and that their feedback is being taken seriously. So I would suggest asking some sort of some sort of those questions in some sort of roundabout way. I also like to do this um, about once a month mid-contract about depending on the client as well. Um, with the client who DM'd me, this was how I solved that problem. It's how I attempted to. My ego in the moment wanted to say like, screw you, I don't want to work with you anymore. But I knew that this could be a learning opportunity. So I, I emailed this client these questions. They said that they were, they responded and said they were 100% satisfied, which obviously I knew that they were not. And I just decided to not think about it really anymore because I had given them the opportunity and they hadn't taken it. Obviously, this client did not move forward. And I don't really want to work with clients who are not willing to give me feedback, who become resentful. I have grown so much faster in my profession getting feedback from mistakes that I've made from clients and it's made them happier. Like this is a kind of a win-win. Like I know it's not fun sometimes to get feedback initially, but like I said, we take it personally. We, we take it personally. Yeah. Take it so personally. We take it seriously and not personally. When I request this feedback, I also like to ask for a review, especially from one-on-one clients. And Actually, one-on-one clients are the only clients that I feel comfortable sharing on my main feed, their reviews, because there are people who've worked with me in depth, and that is the service that I'm most trying to push on my social media. So I think that is something you could take as well. (laughs) It feels really good, and if I share somebody else's review or DM, I will always say who that is from and the context of it as well, because I think that... Yeah, I think that there's been a lot of, they're calling it blowfishing online. So basically, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I, as I'm talking about it, I I think it would be good to talk about now. So blowfishing, I can't remember where this stemmed from, but basically it's inflating experiences, numbers, et cetera, to 
make yourself look better. And this is really prevalent on social media. So I like to make sure I'm doing this in a ethical way. Customers want to see the social proof. So the social proof is sharing review or other people's experiences that they've had with your business so that future and potential customer and clients feel like they can make a more informed decision and they feel a little bit safer putting their money with you because they see someone else has had a positive experience um, putting their money with you. So if you are not sharing about your business, I don't know who else is. I'm not going and sharing about your business once a week like I am on mine. That might feel excessive, but is it really like is it really excessive to talk about how people are liking your business at least weekly? Like you guys have not you guys. I'm trying to not say that word. You folks have no idea how many times, how many conversations I have had with people who are like people aren't buying my people aren't buying my my product. They're not inquiring. I'm I don't have as many clients as I'd like. And I ask, when's the last time you talked about it on your social media? And many times they automatically know that that is why they aren't getting any is because they are not talking about it. So you have to talk about it. You have to show yourself off because like I said, who else is going to? And I don't think once a week is too much. Uh, Also, you can do this on your stories as well. If you're like, that's a lot to do on my main feed Just do it on your stories, no big deal. And also have it in a highlight. Let's go ahead and finish this episode with things that are working for me or my clients and our social media strategy. So obviously, Reels are doing fantastic right now. They're doing super well for everyone. Um, It's kind of interesting. The other day, I normally don't share Reels. Like Honestly, I don't really share them on Fridays because I think that a lot of people are getting ready to go out for the weekend on Fridays. I know usually I am, so I'm not on my social media as much. I had a client post something on a Friday. It did well. I was shocked at that. So make sure you're still experimenting first off. You're experimenting, you're posting reels. Try them at different times. Um, Even yesterday, this was so much. I posted two reels in a day for a client just to experiment with it, just to see how it was. The first one did way better than the second. We posted another one the following day and the number was way high. So, you know, maybe we'll try again to post two reels in one day, but it was good to just experiment with that. So I'd also experiment with your stories. Um, If your story views are low, try something different. And I'd say the first thing to start with is putting your face on your story. Um, Just do it in a selfie. It doesn't have to be a video. It can just be a selfie. But those are the things that I think are working really well. Um, Final thoughts, please review the podcast. I love also when you screenshot this and post it to your story and tag me. I pretty much reshare it every single time because it makes me so happy. Um, This is like I've always said, this is my labor of love. This is for free. I don't have any ads on this because what the hell? What the hell? Um, I... The things I talk about in here are things I only tell my clients. A lot of the things I talk in here, I don't even talk about on my Instagram or my other social media. This is just like my true free labor of love for entrepreneurs. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. We have a great one coming next week with a guest who I am so excited about. I'm so excited. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.